This is the Truth Network. I shall Rabbit would show respect to me. The chipmunks genuflect to me. The my tail would lash. I would show compass for every underlip. In Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Getting a lift from a lion. <laughs> Brother, that was variety at its finest right there. I just want to compliment you on uh, the intro music there. Well, you might be wondering, Robbie, where in the world are we headed today? And where we're headed into all sorts of different waters. So be patient with me as we try to outline the idea that today that we have is we're getting a lift from a lion. And this Memorial Day weekend, I thought we could honor the courage, certainly, of those who have fallen by sharing a bit of heaven, that really their lives gave us an opportunity to do that. And so I'm just going to say it's really good to be with you. It's really good to be with you, Bob. It's really good to be with these listeners. It's been a while since I've been here. It's been over a month, like a month and a week, and it seems like a year, but uh it's just great to be back on the show today with you and uh, just really excited about all the things coming in the next hour. And, and, you know, I always just want to pinch myself. How is it that I got so, God blessed me to have all these listeners that call in with such amazing stories every week and this Memorial Day weekend, I'm hoping you've got something special for us as we hopefully will inspire you with the stories that we're fixed, we're fixed to talk about, about getting a lift from a lion. And you're probably wondering about that. Well, would you believe that history paints a picture of Solomon's throne that would be like Disney World? And I was not even close to aware of this. I came across this. The more I studied it, the more I became fascinated by, wow, Disney had nothing on Solomon. (laughs) Well, I'm still chewing on the things you shared with me this morning, and I hadn't quite digested it all yet, but it was pretty amazing. You uh, opened my eyes, that's for sure. So, like I said, history is saying that Disney's, I mean, that that Solomon's throne had animatronics. And and I believe when you listen to these that there's a great deal of wisdom, whether it's true or not. There's certainly an accounts in the Midrash. There's accounts in all sorts of history lessons that you'll find. And if you look it up on Shabbat.org, which is where I'm going to read from in a minute, this is the way it's described. It's also described similarly in, in Wikipedia. So... This is coming out of the 
again, Jewish oral tradition. So King Solomon's throne was the most wonderful throne. And, and by the way, if you look it up in Second Kings, where they describe the throne, you'll find it similar. So the Bible gives us some of this. But anyway, King Solomon's throne was the most wonderful throne that any king ever sat upon. It was fashioned of ivory and covered with gold. It was set with rubies and sapphires and emeralds and precious stones. Now, keep these stones in mind because we're going to talk about the real throne that's in heaven here in a little bit. But just notice all these dazzling and fascinating hues of colors. On each side of the throne was a special golden chair, one for the high priest and one for the Sagan. There just happened to be three thrones there, by the way. Are you noticing that? <laughs> Surrounded by 70 golden chairs for the 70 elders of the Sanhedrin. So they had all these thrones up there with this throne. Now, when King Solomon stepped onto the throne, a mechanism was set into motion. As soon as he stepped upon the first step, a golden ox and a golden lion each stretched out their foot to support him and raise him up to the next step. On each step, the animals helped the king up, and they're all kind of animals. They had peacocks, and they had roosters, and they had oxes and all sorts of animals. And no sooner was he lifted up upon the throne. Solomon didn't raise himself on the throne. He was raised on the throne. Keep that thought in mind. By a lion. Yeah, by a lion. But no sooner was he seated than a golden eagle brought the crown and held it above King Solomon's brow so that it shouldn't be weighty upon his head. And there was a golden menorah above that with seven lamps. Again, flames that were burning brightly. Now, the high priest and the Segan and all 70 elders would rise and greet the king. And King Solomon's throne was the talk of all the reigning kings and princes. Now, later, years later, right, this throne got taken by Pharaoh Necho, which you might remember from the book of Jeremiah. He was the one that, that actually um, killed Josiah and got Jeremiah kind of upset at him. <laughs> but anyway, it upset a lot of people. But Pharaoh Necho, when he took this throne... When he went to step up on the lion, it, it kicked his rear end, and it broke his leg so bad the Jews teach that he was lame for the rest of his life. And then Nebuchadnezzar, after he defeated Necho, he brought the throne up to Babylon. This is the way, this is what the Jews teach. And he tried to get on the throne, and again, the lion pushed him down. And then Ashkavash, which you may remember from the book of Esther, that king of Persian, when he defeated Babylon, he brought the throne there. And interestingly, after he got his rear end kicked by the lion, <laughs> he had Egyptians spend three years to make him a copy of that throne. And after he made that throne is when he threw that huge feast that he asked Queen Vashti to come, you know, and, and show her off that everybody got, you know, the whole thing where Esther ended up at the throne because of that feast that was, that was made over this throne. Now, you may say, Robbie, why are we talking about this? Well, we're, we're going to share with that with you in a minute. We're just stay with me. It comes full circle. It just will. keep waiting. It will. So now that you've heard that, I, wa I want to revisit the book of Revelation for a minute. Okay. And this is Revelation chapter four, verse one through eight. And after this, I looked and before me standing open in heaven, right? The trumpet you know, sounded and said, come up here and I'll show you what must take place after this. And at once I was in the spirit and before me was a throne in heaven and someone was sitting on it. And he who sat on the throne had the appearance of Jasper and a ruby and a rainbow that shone like an emerald enriched the throne. 
surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. <laughs> you see the picture? And there were 24 elders dressed in white with crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and peals of thunder. In front of the th- throne, seven lamps were blazing. You get the seven lamps again? Once again. And there were seven, sp- and these are the seven spirits of God. Also in the th- throne, now Solomon's throne had these six steps. And on these six steps were all these golden lions and all these different golden animals. But notice what's in front of the throne in heaven, right? There were four living creatures, and they are covered with eyes in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. And the third had a face like a man. And if you'll note that what was lifting up Solomon in his deal, right? So, yes, we are raised to heaven okay according to ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 it said and god raised us up that's in the past tense in other words you if you're in christ you already get you got your lift this morning on the cherubim right and seated with him in the heavenly realms in christ jesus now we don't lift ourselves up on the throne now i've done that plenty haven't you done that bob Mm. and the lion kicked Mm. my butt (laughs) most every time yes sir yes sir (laughs) well we if we allow the lion to raise us up, right, we're seated with him in the heavenly realm. So would you think with me for a second, let your imagination go, and let's just say you're standing on that cherubim. It raises you up on the throne, and can you imagine the sensation of coming face to face with Jesus Christ and the Father on these thrones, all the different colors, the seven spirits of God blazing? It's true, and it's amazing. But if you're like me, you're like, wow, if I am seated up with this authority, man, I need wisdom like Solomon. I'm praying, God, I need wisdom. (laughs) So here's some wisdom that I got from John Eldridge, which I think is really, really helpful since we're all seated on these thrones. John Eldridge teaches in in, actually in his book, uh, Father by God, that when you get to the king stage, a good king makes every effort to make his kingdom as much like heaven as he can. And that would mean shalom, peace, right? A good king makes his throne, makes his kingdom as much like heaven as he possibly can. So we have this ability to bless him, but we also have this ability to curse. And so with all that said, now that I've said all that, listen, as a Christian car guy, I would point out that as Jesus lifts you up on the throne behind the wheel of your car, you now have a chance to be a king of the road. Although you don't have any trailers for sale or rent. So we have an opportunity to make that like our car inside and out. Now, when we come back, I've got a story for you what it's like to have Kevin in your car that with my father and my granddaughter one time. And I bet you Bob's got a story. We want to hear yours. 866-34-TRUTH. That music gets me every time, brother. But, you know, I never heard that song the same until I was listening to the lion, thinking about that lion, right? The lion lifting its arm and lifting Solomon. I was getting on that lion and getting the lift 
to higher ground, right? I mean, that's just so amazing. And I, but anyway, we were talking about that today in the Christian Car Guy. That yes, in fact, when you're sitting behind the wheel, you have a kingdom, and you've been lifted by the state that you live in, Washington or South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever you live today in Tennessee. You've been lifted, lifted up to be a king of your kingdom. Now you, as a king, have an opportunity to gain wisdom from God and, and prayer and whatever. And and it's amazing how that can result sometimes. And I just wanted to share this story, and I was hoping that you would call in with your story of when you experienced heaven inside of a car. Or maybe it was outside that you saw something that was heavenly, but that's what we're looking for, 866 348 seven eight eight four about six years ago my dad uh, wanted to go fishing in Colorado and my granddaughter who at the time was seven years old you've heard me maybe tell the story of the first rule of fishing but anyway she Lila was on the trip and my daughter went, went too but she flew in from out of town so it was just me my dad and my granddaughter that drew to Colorado, drove to Colorado and came back. Well, my father was kind of a um, dignified character. <laughs> Not stuffy, but just yeah. dignified. Yeah, yeah. That's a good description. And so Lila and me, we've been known to break into song, especially in cars, right? So we're coming back. We're coming down the mountain, actually, Fancy Gap, for those who know where, where North Carolina is. We've been we've been on the road for I don't know how many days, and we start singing, you know, you know, she'll be coming around the mountain, and guess who jumps in? And not only jumps in, but starts singing verses I never heard. <laughs> he was obviously there when these things were written or whatever. <laughs> you know, Daisy, Daisy, you know, all these old songs that, you know, you can only sing in a car, you know. She'll be riding six white horses and those kind of things. And that is a memory that is just beyond sweet for my brain because my dad was, and, and he was like, let's sing another one. And he was just like totally pumped. And it was, but, and, and so is Lila, but Lila was seeing her grandfather, her great grandfather as it was, just, you know, going crazy here. And, and it was just one of those moments that it's just going to be an eternity for me. It was heaven, Bob. And, you know, I, I'll never forget it. That's really good stuff. Uh, and when you were sharing that with me before the show this morning, uh, it brought back so many great memories. Um, riding around with our family in the vehicle, and and my mom at Christmas time, uh, she just loved the Christmas carols, and she would start singing. And next thing you know, the whole car's singing, and and I can't envision doing that with my brothers and now, but. At that time, it was the coolest thing. My mom and I were so very close. I was the baby, and and after the other two were already in school, we spent so much time together because I had to go with her every Friday to get the hair <laughs> did and go to the groceries, get the groceries and everything. And, and we had so many great trips uh, up to Elkin and back from Dobson, North Carolina, and uh, just some great, great, great hours spent with her. And she'd love to sing, and and just would break in the song at any time. But I can remember sometimes at Christmas time we'd break in the song, and uh, and the whole family joining in on the long family trips to uh, to the home place, and uh, really good stuff. And and Rob and I 
were just very apt to break into any kind of song. Really? Uh, when he was young, um, I mean, we had uh, certain cassette tapes that we would put in, and we knew every word on uh, every song. And and uh, it's just so many times, and um, there's times that we were in the house, and he would have his little air guitar, well, a uh, little plastic guitar there, and he'd be playing the guitar, and and I'd have the microphone, and we was just rocking a, a real serious concert for somebody, you know, and uh, just you brought back a lot of great old memories for me, and you've touched me, and I'm sure you can see the moisture in my eyes talking about it because those are some great, great, great memories, brother. They really are, and we'd love to hear yours. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. We have Sarah Linda, one of my favorites, out in Port Ritt Orchard, Washington. Sarah Linda. Uh Yeah, here I am. I'm ready for some more heaven on earth here. (laughs) Oh, my. You know what? You brought back so many precious memories. Uh, My my husband uh, went, he's like down the hall and up at the top of the stairs now. It's been there for two years. Uh, But but heaven is still in our hearts. And uh, we would travel because he was a, he became a bishop, an elder a leader in the church that we belonged to many years ago when the church was, when our children were, one was uh, six and a half, six or seven, and the other uh, five years, about 11. And we we started traveling because my husband had to uh, minister to uh, some of our churches, but also other churches that he had had experience with the Holy Spirit, and he got to be well-known and 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 others leaders they loved his leadership his kindness and well he heaven was in our car we took the girls with us and they did homeschooling and sometimes we'd settle in an area but for a little bit but uh that it was we sang and 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 uh uh it just was it, just what you said it, uh, it you <laughs> I can't describe how uh, you brought so many wonderful memories, and it's still with us because we're my daughters. Uh, they've they learned so much uh, of the Lord in their traveling, and they are both very strong in ministering in themselves themselves where they are, and I just. Thank you for bringing it. No, thank you, Sarah Linda. I hate we got to go to a break, but as always, you have something wonderful to share. God bless you, and God bless you this Memorial Day weekend. What a great way to to memorialize those who've been in the battle ahead of us. God bless. Thank you. Well, we need your story, 866-348-7884. You can bless a whole lot of people this Memorial Day, 866-34-TRUTH. When we come back. about getting a raise <laughs> getting a lift from a lion today on the christian car guys show a lift right up into the throne wow it's an amazing thing when you actually 
are promoted by Jesus. I, I, I mean, we, we think that God it says, according to Ephesians, that he's the one that's going to lift you up. And, you know, exactly how that takes place on a cherubim or whatever. But I, I just find it wonderful that all those animals are there, Bob. I, it know, is. It's it. Like I say, you you've amazed me this morning. You've opened my eyes to a lot of things. You've made me think about, and you've done it for years. And uh, I was going to save this to the last segment, but uh, I've had a lift from a line many times in my life, and it's a line named Robbie Dillmore. And and you know you don't view yourself that way, and that's why you're such a line for uh, some of the people that's close to you and, and gets raised. The people that get the lift from you that you give us like this morning uh, I had so many things in my head and our sons just got back from Korea and we haven't been able to get up to see him yet for a couple of different reasons and um, you know I had just so many things going on and then okay I get in here with you and and you raise me up and and you get me in the right frame of mind for life I mean, we don't always get to do things in our time, but when it gets to be God's time and it works out, um, you know, it's so much better and it's so so much more uplifting. I mean, here it is Memorial Day weekend and uh, the way it's going to work out, we're going to be spending Memorial Day with uh, uh, our active uh, service man and, uh, and his wife who is active in, he's in the Navy, she's in the Army and, uh, you know, I had so much on my mind, and I was worried that my wife might be freaking out because, you know, he's home. We ain't seen him in six months, and we hadn't got there yet, but we're going to get there, and we're going <laughs> to get there in God's time. And, uh, you know, brother, there's just been so many times that I've sat down in this chair. I've came in in pure turmoil. I've remembered the show uh, six or seven minutes before it started before. <laughs> And get here and just be so hectic and so, wow, and then I'm calm when I leave, and I have a clear outlook on life, and and I, I just want to thank you for that. I was going to save that, but it just seemed like the time to say it. Thanks for all you do for me. Well, I got to tell you that, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's so good to be with you, and so good that God gives us these visions, you know, on what to do. He's been working on me, actually, for two weeks with this whole thing of Solomon's throne and and I've been thinking about wow that you know Disney himself you know had such an imagination for animals and I don't know if you love animals like Bob and I do <laughs> but you know if you go and you look in that that all those different animals that were on the steps of Solomon's throne if you really study it you'll see that here they're going to be similar and God has these cherubim that are similar but our original job description was to what you know, rule over these animals. And so is it some big shocker that they're going to be right there with us? You know, as we, um, you know, the lion lays down with the lamb and all that stuff as, as, as we ascend there and, you know, that we get to we get to bring animals into our kingdom. Well, you just put another smile on my face because for the whole six months that uh, Jeremy was gone and up until last weekend, uh, his dog, our grandson, <laughs> our grand pup has been had been staying with us, and uh, you know I get to see him tomorrow too. You know, so uh, they, I, it's amazing how much you can can fall in love with an animal. 
and uh, you know, I, I inherited my father's dog. Oh, I didn't know that. And his name is Corgi, and he is a Corgi. And this, you know, after my father's wife passed away, my stepmother, you know, that dog was all. I mean, you never saw anybody love a dog like my father loved that dog, and that dog loved him. And it was not a hard thing for Corgi to go through the loss of my father. But now every morning, and it wasn't, you know, every morning when I get up to pray, I have a chair that I sit in, and and Corgi knows this that you know it's a big deal to me to be anointed by God. In other words. I want to get up in the father's lap and I want him to, to stroke my head and tell me he loves me. I mean, that's, that's part of my prayer experience. And it, it, I hope you experience something similar to that. But Corgi knows that he gets his petting before God gets, I get mine. So as soon as I sit down in that chair, he's going to put his head in my lap and look up at me with these eyes. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's time. <laughs> yeah. well cooper's routine was uh you know outside first thing and then uh then he wanted some immediate loving and uh he gave my wife so much attention and you know some he wanted to always be touching her and sometimes he wanted to just come and squeeze her right in and he's a full-size dog he's a german shepherd uh boxer mix and but he just craved being right in between the two of us or, or at least touching one of us the whole time. And, so had uh, you ever, I mean, think with me for a second. Let's just let our imaginations run wild like Walt Disney, okay? These cherubim, right? These things have got to be loving. I'm thinking that that we get to have a relationship with these animals i mean they're they're god's animal i mean they're whatever they are i'm not exactly sure and i don't want to be blaspheming believe me but i just get a picture of these wonderful loving creatures you know they're described in the bible as something that looks somewhat scary but let's get you know they have these faces of these different animals and and i know friends that you know they love horses or they love whatever you know different kind of animals and that was what we originally designed to be. I mean, these these this is the deal. That was what Eden was. And so we get to go back. And what does that look like? You know, it, you just call in with your story. What are we raising up in your heart that you want to share? 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Jesus Labor of Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. That's part of the Christian Car Guy show. Go to christiancarguy.com to find out about that. But the reason I want to mention that is we, I read a letter here a few weeks ago about a widow that was riding a bicycle for a year, and she had sent me a letter. And all the letters said, and she was so humble. She was like, I heard that you prayed for people that had issues with cars. Would you pray for me? I'm having to ride a bicycle in order to get back and forth. You know, what an honor. Um, which, by the way, that that is at christiancarguy.com if you want to look at the prayers that we mentioned there. But what an honor. So interestingly, I knew of a car that a man had told me. He said, Robbie, I, I've got a car. I'm not sure I need to give it away, blah, blah, blah. And I've got this van. So as soon as I read this letter, I called the man. And I said, you know, you were thinking about giving this van let me read you this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, you pushed him off the fence, didn't you? <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, he got right on off of it. 
Right. But interestingly, we got the car ready to go today with the help of Matt Haley and, and some of my other Jesus Labor Love guys. But now we got a bit of a sticky wicket in that we need, I think, $180 or something to fix the registration problems with the car. We've got to get a tag and all that stuff for it. So, you know, if it's on your heart and you're hearing this and you're thinking, well, we can pray, continue to pray for our widow that was on the bicycle, that God's going to provide for her um, next week because we got the car ready. We just need to get over that that last hurdle. And, oh, by the way, we have something cool coming. You know, as God's put it on my heart more and more that more people are applying and getting help through the Jesus labor of love, I have created, if you've seen the new Christian Car Guy logo that God blessed me with, a lady here designed a new logo, and it looks kind of like a Superman shield. Well, it says Christian Car Guy in the middle. So now I have coming. They're being printed right now. Christian Car Guy t-shirts that have this big like Superman shield, but it says Christian Car Guy on the front. On the back, it has the Jesus Labor Love logo. And for what we're going to do next, starting next week, I hope, or the week after, is for a gift of any amount to the Jesus Labor Love you know, we're going to send you out one of these Superman Christian car guy <laughs> T-shirts, right, Bob? I'm excited about that. That's uh, one of the greatest ideas you've ever had. And um, it's just a significant, so significant to so many people. And it has so much to do with my development. This show and Jesus labor of love and you let me be a part of all that and let me and my wife be a part of all that uh it's it's just lifted us up it's built us up and you know it's given us a, such an opportunity and it's such a great thing that you're doing and um or God's doing through you he's done he has he has done it and by the way kind of cool I think we're a 987 applicants since we kept track originally we didn't keep track we didn't have them numbers or application numbers so i don't know there's been over a thousand now but we're getting up to where we'll actually have our thousandth official um person that's that uh, that, that that will be able to help with the jesus labor love again car repair labor for single moms widows and families in crisis and and a lot of people say, well, what does that look like? And I can tell you, having done it now for a number of years. <laughs> well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so cool because people can call and get a, get the shirt uh, for a donation. And then people see the shirt. And then maybe More somebody time. else is going to feed itself. It's a great okay. idea. So we got your story. You've been burying it. you got to call now. 866-348-7884. going then <laughs> so getting a lift from a lion today on the christian car guys show and you know what might it be like to be lifted on to the throne by god himself i mean i i wow i mean unbelievable and what a responsibility and, and where does that place you exactly and so we would love your story. We've, you've heard some of ours today. You've got one last segment to get that in. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Now, I don't know if 
you ever made the connection that in the um, book of Genesis, when God, again, is describing everything to everybody, he, he puts him in the garden to keep it. Remember that word, just K-E-E-P. He puts him in the garden to keep it. And it isn't much longer after the garden experience that we see Cain and Abel. And Cain says to God, am I my brother's keeper? Right? You remember that? Okay. Absolutely. And now, interestingly, if you look in number six, where they get the ironic blessing, one of the first things it says in that blessing that I hope you guys get to hear all the time from your pastor or someone is the Lord bless you and what? Keep you. Keep you. Right? and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, right? And believe me, I want to bless everybody like that. I mean, that's a wonderful thing that you get to do when you're actually on that throne is to bless. But have you ever considered, my boss, Stu Epperson, put this in my mind and lifted me up this week, um, Bob. We were doing a show actually on the prodigal son. Mm. And he was talking about how the older brother, if he had truly been his brother's keeper, which is really our role is to be Jesus, right? Is to be the big brother. He would have gone after him. He not only, he would have tried to go rescue the brother from the pigsty. He would have been, right? If you were really your brother's keeper, you'd, you'd be finding a way to go rescue your brother. Let's see, anytime I hear a story like that, that uh, or Cain and Abel or prodigal son, I cringe. I, I shudder. Uh, I was not a good brother for years and years. And, and, you know, all that's in the past, and we can't dwell on the past, but I just realized what I put my brothers through, uh, especially my middle brother. And, uh, you know, I was not a good brother. I was, you know, and I have some regret about that. And I'm relatively positive he's forgiven me for all so of that. So like the younger brother, right? You can now turn, <laughs> come down the road, have a steak dinner. Mm. And, and here's mm. a cool thing. That sometimes your car can be that little piece of heaven. And God gave me an opportunity just this week. To, I knew I was going to take a trip with a young man I knew wasn't a Christian. Um, or at least hadn't yet come to the conclusion that Jesus was his Savior and those kind of things. That for me, I want to make sure that, you know, he doesn't end up in the wrong way, you know, that, that he wants to spend eternity with Jesus and that he gets a chance to do that kind of thing. And so I had a trip to Charlotte with him. And oh man, it was like heaven in the car. God just gave me a question to ask him here about, you know, how he used to do this and how, you know, what he was looking forward to in his life and all that. And, and I just began to see his eyes light up and, and to see God in lights that he hadn't seen him before. Wow. Now, I can't say we sat there and got on the running boards of the car and <laughs> prayed to see Christ, but, but I can tell you that it was heaven for, you know, an hour and a half or whatever time it took to make that drive. Well, there's no better feeling than thinking that you brought somebody a little closer to God, whether you get them... Uh, all the way or part of the way or, or if you're just a stepping stone if you only get a seed planted and maybe a drop of water on it, it it's such a great feeling and uh, that's just something that that nothing else can ever replace in us and um, 
and sitting here saying all this, it it wakes something up in me that you know I haven't done this like I could uh, recently, and uh, I've been a little bit more self centered, and and you know, if we're not helping others, then we get caught up in ourselves, and and I believe best. me, I'm right with you, Bob. I'm I'm completely right with you. But I used to have a friend. And I know part of his prayer every day, every morning was God put somebody in my path that I can share you with. And, and that was, and he was so sincere and, and he would tell me all the time about people he ran into just out of the blue. And he got to share you know, the love of God with them in some way, shape or form, because I know that it was his heart every morning when he woke up that, man, I got to get a chance today. And I, I, I think, man, God, give me that passion. Well, because of the way I lost Rob and the uh, opiates and the addiction and everything, uh, I used to have a lot of opportunities to help people with that. People would just call me out of the blue. They'd call and get a hold of me and uh, and talk to me about it. And I, and I tried to give people direction and and you know just some strength and and a little share a little something with them to try to help them through that day and uh, and try to you know get them in touch with people that could could help. But, uh, you know, I haven't had as many opportunities for that recently, and it's still out there. It's still out there in, in galactic ways. And uh, just, um, you know, I, I think I kind of miss being able to help folks like that. No, I know I miss being able to help folks like that. Well, I know that um, for me, it's a matter of, of, of prayer, of asking God, wow. You know, what What kind of adventure do you want to take me on? He raised you up. And so now, God, you know, you've put all this amazing world at my feet. You know, what? where do, Where are we going? What can I do today? Would you put me someplace where I can share what you, you know, what you've done with me and, and just keep asking? And it's amazing. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big. It's just whatever you have, God. You know, something that that will be there today that that will make an impact in somebody's life because you are he raised you up you got on that on that animatronic thing and i just can't get it out of my mind i haven't been able to actually since i i started to think about this and it's a wonderful study i would urge you to go to christiancarguy.com you can i've given you the link of the articles where i found the original description but i can tell you the further that you search in it you'll find that throughout antiquity Kings tried to make thrones like this. It had, they had singing birds and they had all sorts of things that went on in their thrones in an attempt to copy what they thought was the throne of wisdom. But what they miss, that's <laughs> a beautiful thing, no matter what all that is, okay? No matter what all that is, there is a real throne and there are real animals and there is a real Christ. And he really wants to, have you up there in communion with him and seeing things that are beyond beauty, Bob, just beyond beauty. Well, I have a real friend sitting right in front of me that opened my eyes to see the things that I'd been missing here recently um, because of my choosings, uh, choosings and choices. And, um, you know, I'm just so – you can go ahead and mark that off your list because uh, you have touched one fellow today – and brought him to a place that that I needed to be in, I hadn't been in a while, and uh, kind of added a little clarity in my thinking process. 
What is an honor, as always, Bob, to have you as a friend. It really, really is. And you, you're encouraging to me, like so many people in my life. It's unbelievable the people God puts in our lives. So as you travel on this Memorial Day weekend, why not ask God, okay, since we're here, <laughs> what might it look like to share heaven with somebody? And... Uh, I'd like to say a great big thank you to all the veterans and uh, and just everybody that gave gave some or gave all for this country. Right, and the wives and the children of those who who've experienced that. We do thank you and enjoy this Memorial Day weekend and the great memories of heaven. <laughs>